0: Today on the podcast, I got Matt Downey, who's the managing director of I Electrical. Matt, thanks for joining me, mate. Thanks for having me. Uh, always wanted to have you on. I've, I've and you probably don't know this, but I have looked up to you from from a distance for a while. Oh. So you're, you're someone I admire. So it's been good to you know create a bit of a friendship with you and have you on here, mate. So um, thanks a lot. Yeah, Appreciate it. Sweet. Can you start with maybe? Um, I know you've done it before in interviews, but you know if just the background of your a bit a bit about your career and how you got into electrical, and then how you started in oh, electrical.
1: Yeah, um, well, basically got given an apprenticeship through footy club. Yeah. Back in two thousand and seven, I reckon it was. Um, just yeah, was about to start some work experience with the carpentry mob, mm-hmm. and then I had uh, uh, one of the guys from the footy club just reach out and say, "Have you ever thought about doing electrical?" And I was like, "Nah." I'll give it a crack yeah and so yeah went from there did uh prevoc for six months full time which was torturous considering now they do it in six weeks mm. as well but mm. um yeah did uh five years with waters so four years as an apprentice and then an extra year as um tradesman then sort of moved on to another sort of stayed in that commercial sector i guess mm-hmm. um with a Moved around with a few places that sort of went into administration and um, jumped around a little bit, Went worked at the new, or the Enra as it was called. Back then the new Royal Adelaide did a bit of work there and, and then sort of didn't really like that too much. It was just too big. Mm-hmm. Um, moved in back into the commercial team at Adelaide Central Electrical and, um, yeah, just ended up starting my own business. The wife sort of pushed me out. To have a crack and sort of uh, yeah, start to enjoy it a bit more because you sort of get yourself in that sort of rock up to sight, leave sight, and it's just yeah. a, I just found myself just you know just turning over basic land, wasn't really enjoying it too much. Mm. Um, so yeah, just got a bit of inspiration, a bit of motivation to go and do something for myself, and now we're here seven years later, and um, yeah, so yeah, enjoying it, 2016. 16, yeah. So I actually sort of started it in 16, started all electrical in 2016 uh, while I was still employed. Mm-hmm. I was just doing a lot of after hours and weekend work. Mm-hmm. So um, trying to build up a bit of a client base and build a little bit of a name up, which, you know, did take some time. But um, got to March 2017 and made the call sort of just to get out and have a crack Um, Topped up a couple of days a week with a mate of mine just subbing to him, helping him out. So he was a a good help. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, yeah, sort of away we went, taking any opportunity that came my way and just tried to make people happy.
0: Yeah. It seems like you pretty quickly went and started hiring staff. How long were you sort of out just on your own for?
1: Yeah, so it was just me for 12 months. Jack came on as an apprentice Um, first, Mm -hmm. um, and then sort of closely followed on by Hayden, Matt and Jared, um, three sparkies. Um, two of them who are still with us today and and one who moved to Canberra during uh, COVID just to go back and be with his family. So, um, so yeah, we, we sort of quickly hired those three and then, um, Brad, Brad came on not Mm -hmm. long after them as well. Yep. So I think, um, yeah, twelve months of my own. Jack and I for probably six to eight months, I reckon. Then, then the tradies sort of came on. I think three or four over a year type thing after that. Yep. Um.
0: And how many of these are there now?
1: I think we counted the smallest thirty-two. Thirty-two. Yeah. Man, that's so, a serious growth in that time, eh? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It was. It is. <laughs> it's always yeah. it's, uh, it's hard to manage, as you probably know. Yeah. Um. It's uh, I mean, COVID hit and we were pretty nervous about a few things, so we went from ten down to six again, and mm-hmm. the the change was really you know some of our, um, our higher apprentices, which we sort of sent back just in case we weren't yep. sure what was going to happen. Yeah, and I wanted to really focus on making sure my team, my direct hire team, was safe and felt comfortable through that period, and then mm-hmm. I think within. Um, six or seven months, we were sort of back up to 18. So, like, yeah, yeah just um, went crazy. And yeah. what sort of work do you guys do? We've got three teams now. Um, we've got uh, sort of what we call projects, um, service, and and now the new team, which is EV. Mm-hmm. Um, so our projects team, uh, led by Matt now, he um, basically new construction. So the way we we um we work that out as essentially anything over hundred k um whether it's new construction fit out office fit out um yep yeah, we don't do too much residential mm-hmm. um we sort of stay stay clear of the multiple spec home builds and stuff like that we we do do a bit of custom work which which is nice because we can put a bit of t l. c into that one mm-hmm. um and then we got the service and maintenance team. Um, and they do basically anything from repairing a fault, replacing a light to putting in a new PowerPoint, emergencies, twenty four seven. Yeah, they they cover yep. basically everything.
0: And so you sound like you when you said you don't do too many like spec homes and that, it sounds like you must you've got like an ideal client, like client, you know, avatar, I suppose some people call it. Do you have an ideal client, and what what are the type of clients you're trying to work for? Because it seems like maybe you're you're obviously not just trying to work for everybody.
1: Nah, nah, yeah, we've we've become a lot more, I guess, specific with who we'd like to work with. Mm-hmm. Um, um, well, it's, it's hard. We we all find it hard to turn down work and opportunities. Yeah. Um, but you know, we've we've probably more so this year really targeted a lot of commercial. Um, sort of, uh, service and maintenance type of clients. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got on with clients like Ventia, um, John's Lang, um, number of insurance builders. Uh, we're working for a fair bit with RAA. Yeah. With that's huge. Yeah. With their stuff. So, so yeah, we, I mean, we've put a lot into that. The early, early stages, a lot of our work was, was heavily, um, residential, um, while we're trying to build enough backing for, mm-hmm. for the bigger clients to to want to even look at us, yeah. um, and, and we still do a lot of commercial type, uh, residential type work,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but yeah, it's probably over been overtaken now from from the commercial.
0: So how do you go about vetting those? When you say it's hard to turn down opportunities, like I know what you mean. How, what's your criteria? Do you have one? It's tricky um, when you're a business owner. You just want, you want to
1: do every, it's tempting to do everything. Yeah. We don't have a vetting, I guess, procedure as such. We, um, mm-hmm. uh, no, not really. Look, right. I mean, if an opportunity comes our way, we will we'll generally try and, um, honor it. Um, uh, some things that we do find is, you know, residentially, if, if, if someone that we didn't know found us on Google facebook whatever gave us a call can you come and put in five down lights you know two pendant lights we'd go there give them a quote mm-hmm. and they'd either accept it or they'd be getting other quotes yeah. so that's sort of one thing that we've found especially in that space that people are very dollar conscious very dollar conscious which is fair mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. but you know and and i've we're not the most expensive but we're not the cheapest and am yep. happy to say that but I'm you know I'll stand by the product that we can mm-hmm. deliver um you know from quoting communication mm-hmm. and then reliability and and the the, the quality overall quality is mm-hmm. you know something that we pride ourselves on so yeah you know doesn't come I guess chair. yeah so, definitely yeah and and speaking yeah. of that
0: you um you know one I guess one of the things that I've always been drawn to you about is like um you seem like a bloke who when you do something you do it properly like for instance um you know as examples like your vans they're always like mint yeah best sign writing (laughs) your workshop which i just went to for the first time last week that show you put on was was elite so i'd like to understand like you know uniforms as well your lads were wearing like the sick you know you got this um drip here looks killer (laughs) Like what, what? You know, where, where does that come from? And I'd like to know, like, what's the? Why is that so important to you? You seem like a bloke who, when you do something, you bloody do it properly. And I'd like to understand yeah. the flow-on effect that might have into the rest of
1: the staff. I think like that's the early stages. My wife and I sat down and and really, I remember sitting at this coffee shop in Dulwich, and we had a notepad and we had no idea what we were doing except we were just trying to work out how people can. Visually, um, think wow, these guys look great. Mm-hmm. They don't know us, you know. Now, yeah, some people know our electrical's name and have heard of us from along the grapevine or, or our social media posts or whatever. But in the early days, like no one knew that. Like we didn't have a following basis, and apart from friends and family, yeah, you know, yep. So we we really sat down and we um we wanted to design something that we could almost use across the board that became that looked professional that looked mm-hmm. you know classy um would stand out but then it's recognizable so mm-hmm. you know you might notice from the vans we've got the guys um especially on site they've got the similar colors in their polos same logos. so we use all the same logos on all of that sort of thing we I really wanted to get it so that people could remember, or it would like pop out. Yeah, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, the colours that we used in our logo, like, seems funny, and I, I don't know whether it works or not. But you know, like the light blue and the orange, it's yeah. meant to. It's meant to be like they're memorable colors, and you mm-hmm. can remember those, and they trigger certain things. So, like a politician wears a red tie, and you know that's when they're strong, and then when they wear a blue tie, yeah, yeah. So, like it's funny, like you don't necessarily think of it that way, but we mm-hmm. did go into that. So, mm-hmm. and, I've, and I, I even sit down with my team still to this day, and while Matt and Brad and Jared and guys like that have grown within the business to step up into new roles as we've grown. I still sit down with them today, and and you know, our perception is everything. Yeah, is things that I say because people looking in from the outside, yeah. you know, they're thinking like, oh, well, uh, these guys look great. Oh, they look professional. Mm. They don't necessarily know me or mm. Matt or Brad or Jared. They, they don't need. They don't know us, but they'll give us an opportunity because of how we're portraying yeah. ourselves in the business. So it's always been a big thing for me to make sure that someone from the outside can can have some confidence in in us without even knowing us yet Mm. just like how do you it's like you're distinguishing yourself between because that's the thing eh?
0: is like how do the customers distinguish you from the other hundred sparkies they so you spend a lot of time on the brand yeah you seem like a big brand guy
1: well yeah brand building the brand like that's my wife um she's in that space she loves the marketing side of things mm-hmm. um so you know we did do a big brand building exercise for probably the first three years mm-hmm. um which was trying to really target our clients at that time which was the residential space um and home upgrades and, and stuff like that so focus you know facebook's yeah. instagram um were big things we did a lot of posts with well-known people in Adelaide that had big followings so like mm-hmm. South Aussie, Cozzy. Mm-hmm. Um, Adelaide's um I think Glam Adelaide. Yep. So these big brands in Adelaide that have a big following that we tried to connect ourselves with so the following that then follow us mm-hmm. and follow and that's how we sort of built the brand with our collabs yeah like with our, a lot of our social stuff we were getting through it was really targeted brand awareness mm-hmm. it wasn't like yeah we did things like buy one fan getting that 10 percent off the second yeah, yeah yeah we we did do that but you know it wasn't as powerful as people learning mm-hmm. or learning about the brand or and I electrical and what we do mm-hmm. so yeah um, so yeah that was a big part of the early stages for sure
0: yeah what's um what's the current environment like in that like the electrical space like i suppose you know staff wise I I probably know the answer to that, but I'd like to know sort of what the biggest current challenges are more in the, I guess, the electrical space in general. Can you think of anything that comes to mind?
1: I I feel like there's a number of electrical contractors out there that probably undervalue what they can offer. Mm and are almost pools everyone down a little bit because it's it's very price conscious. Yeah. And I understand why it's price, price conscious, especially now, mm-hmm. uh, with the amount of interest rate rises, you know, cost of living increases. It's it, People want to do home improvements, people want to do certain things, but they've got to try and get it into a budget. So I think my view is that overall the electrical industry probably should be higher than what mm-hmm. it is from... Um, from a charge out perspective but there's also a lot of contractors out there and because there's so many contractors everyone's trying to get work yeah yeah so people are almost letting themselves go for a lesser dollar just slippery slope to to get the work and it and it does keep feeding down
0: Mm. staff wise how's that
1: staff look staff's been tricky the last this year's been good we've hired 10 people this year Mm-hmm. We've lost one, and that was to go to another um, opportunity. Which you know,
0: that's a good ratio, though.
1: Yeah, yeah. I can't. Uh, the one that we've lost, like you know, sh- it's the last days of tomorrow. But sh- I'll shake his hand, and you know, his door- the door will be open if he ever wants to come back. That's for sure. Yeah. Before that, two years before this, you know this year it was a nightmare um, finding the right people. It's a good lesson, though. Mm-hmm. But finding the right people, good electricians, quality, it was just hard. Did it
0: make you need to level up in any areas? Like what did it? What did you learn from it?
1: Yeah, yeah. So that's where we, you know, we probably hired a couple of the wrong people as well. Um, and we learned that the hard way.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, had to make some changes with the way that we recruited. Um, but then internally, the biggest thing that we did was build a culture, better culture we already had a pretty good culture but a better one and we put values to the business we put behaviors to those values we did a lot of training we brought someone in to help us with that Mm -hmm. now we touch on it every month at our toolboxes we have awards for it we so we we really wanted to build the culture and and then show everyone out there like what it's like being at electrical—you not you're not just going there and running some wires and putting in some lights. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a bit more than that, and it should be fun, and you should enjoy being at work. And almost like we, I guess what I've tried to explain it to people is like we want to be like a destination, yeah, um, club. And yeah. the reason why I say dis- destination club is because the footy days, you know, you we used to, I used to play at a club that was definitely a destination club, and, mm-hmm. um. And that's what I want our business to be like. So people want to come and work for us. Yep. Um, and, you know, we've had some people come on board that have said that they just want to come and work somewhere, you know, where they're going to enjoy it, has a good culture. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think that's where, like, our success has been this year and being able to recruit people. And, and the guys that we've recruited have been brilliant. Yep. So guys and get, girls, I should say. Yeah,
0: Yeah. That, that's well, that's another great thing, isn't it, now that – even in the plumbing space is like a lot of girl, you know women are getting into it, which yeah. is huge. Cause back when me and you did our apprenticeships, yeah. there was like there was literally nobody. No. That you didn't, there was I reckon there was one girl plumber I knew of and that was it. So yeah, that's been huge. Mm. And so the got coming back to the values. So you're saying you were basically in in that tricky period when you were struggling to find staff over the last couple of years when you decided to sort of bring in the values of the business.
1: Yeah. So what what was the process around that? So I guess started from when we 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 did hire the wrong people, and then um, you know not the I shouldn't say the wrong people. Sorry, I should probably more so say the people that just didn't align with our values. Like they had their own agenda, which was fine, Mm -hmm. but it just didn't fit in with what we want to do. Yeah. So we ended up having to try and change the way um, that everyone, I guess saw it internally um and and by doing that was setting examples Mm -hmm. and um that's why we do the awards so guys can actually see that someone's getting rewarded for setting a good example with um you know like one of our values is um first class behaviors so and look that could be a wide range of things but you know by just by showing the right behavior or um putting people first that's another one so Mm -hmm. whether it's a customer your 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 teammate yeah you know whoever you're working with so um we just started showing examples on how people the guys and girls could do that Mm -hmm. and eventually people started following along and you know we've had pretty almost everyone win one of those awards now Mm, I see so that's been yeah it's been really good and um where it started I just like didn't know where to start basically when, when we, i thought about this because we, we've always had values but it, it was never we'll never publicize it. you know like we mm-hmm. it was just follow the matt Downey way which yep. isn't always the right way yep. as much as i like to think it. <laughs> yeah. um but so and through footy um uh connection reached out and and he's got a um it's what he focuses on with his business um he came in sat down with my senior team and my administration team Mm -hmm. where we just made a start and basically six months we just worked on a number of things um Mm -hmm. once a month it was Mm -hmm. uh no once a fortnight sorry yep and we just yeah kept um, unboxing things and I guess got everyone thinking in different ways, but then also that turned into everyone thinking a similar way mm. and being on the same path. Mm-hmm. We then mm. had a big um, get together with the team and rolled that out to the wider team. Yeah. Gave them the opportunity to have some have an opinion in it as well. Like just because you know seven of us came up with the values doesn't mean that it's everyone's. Mm. So mm. we gave them the option, and and you know not everyone no one disagreed with what we'd come up with everyone was pretty happy with what we Mm. what we um what we'd come up with and um yeah so we've rolled it out to them and and now we just we really try and i guess lean on it as much as we can Mm. to get especially the younger ones like starting to think about yeah because yeah us as the more senior ones or the electricians that deal with the customers or deal with um suppliers or whoever mm. like they're doing it but then the apprentices that don't necessarily always need to it's just it's a good part of their development It's mm. good because it gives them i find it one of the massive things about when you implement
0: the values is it gives people essentially it's giving people a framework in how to behave but also how to make decisions as yeah. well wouldn't it so it's yeah, like yeah. does this decision align with yeah. our values yeah. if it does then sweet you can make that decision without Having to ask me a hundred yeah. times, yeah, you know, I feel like yeah, that's yeah. a good powerful thing about it. Yeah. So, was this fellow who came in, was he like, does he still work with you? The f- guy from the Forty Club, who helped you with the values, or
1: we, we touch base every now and then. We're looking at doing. Um, so I caught up with him maybe a month ago at our office. Came in and said good day to everyone, and I sat down with him. And we're looking at. Uh, touching again next year, early next year, mm-hmm. and just sort of seeing how things are going and then and whether there's any more space to develop or grow in. So is he like a business coach sort of thing, or a thing? His what business, he he? it's not a business coach. He's, he's not like, he's not a motivator. He's more like, he helps, his business is called Driven From Within. Okay. So he like helps people, I guess. Is that Matt Craig? Yeah. 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 He used to be a school teacher, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think my, my wife knows him. He used to be yeah. at
0: Golden Grove. No, he used to be at the Heights. I don't know. Anyway, yeah. shout out to him. He doesn't know me from a bar of
1: soap, but yeah, yeah. I know him. <laughs> yeah, no, he's uh, he's great. And, yeah. you know, first time we sat down with Matt, was, some of the things he said, just like, we are like, well, like this is, mm. we don't even think about things how he's thinking about it. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's his background, that's his profession, and that's why he's good at what he does. Yeah. Because he just, we just got, me and the rest of the guys and girls just thinking about things that you would not even think about. Yeah, you know, and got us onto reading some pretty powerful books as well. I don't read like that's. I'm, I'll read an email and a text message, but apart from that, yeah, <laughs> I can't sit down and just read a book. Like that's just not me. I'm too bouncy, you know, yeah. and I'll, I'll I'll rather stay busy than yeah sit down and read a book. But he got me reading a couple of books that were like. Brilliant to put things in perspective.
0: Can you shout out these books? Can you think of the names?
1: I should be able to remember it. We can put them in the show notes anyway. No, there's, um, so, oh, he's gonna, he'll, Matt will, uh, he'll kill you if you don't think of them. He'll, uh, see this and, um, ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, I can't we'll think of it to right it. now, we'll come but back it's, to it. it's about the New Zealand rugby team. Okay. And, um, Sweeping the sheds is one of the terms. Yeah, yeah. So they they used to go in, they'd play the game, you know, take off all their strapping. And a lot of sporting teams that I've been involved in, that, that would be you'd take off your strapping, throw it at the bin in the corner, and if you missed, oh, well, you missed, and mm. you'd leave your drink bottle there and you'd walk out with, you know. Someone else would do someone it. Someone else would clean it up. The yep. big thing about them is that the players would come back in and sweep the sheds. Uh,
0: so okay.
1: it wasn't like about I'm up here and you're down here. It mm. was we're all here mm. and we'll do things together. I love that. Yeah, yeah so that it was, was really cool. It was yeah. a good book. Um, you, you like to tell everyone you're a good
0: footy player anyway from what I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I was going to ask you, like, what? yeah, what have you learned? What's footy taught you about business and is there anything transferable? From footy, but it seems like you know you've answered it, but yeah. a lot of it's around team, team, yeah, team, yeah, yeah. Um, you, you caught on, you, you touched on before about you said you had ten people come in, you had you lost one guy. And I feel like maybe um, to another opportunity. Mm-hmm. But I feel like maybe we spoke about this a while back, but I just wanted to ask you about what the current situation is with like Sparkies and fo- wanting to go off to do FIFO. Because I feel like that maybe have been a bit of a like pandemic you guys went through as, yeah. as such where like you were losing a lot of really good talent
1: uh, how's that now I haven't lost anyone to it for a year or two, you know like yeah, we did yeah <laughs> we probably had probably two years ago, probably had three or three or four leave to just go and mm. yeah do fifo how do we how do um, we
0: compete with that you know stuff because I feel like that's that's sort of set certainly in the plumbing space. It's really hard, isn't it? Because I don't think you
1: can. I think, like, you know, things I've touched on is you try and build a culture, you try and build a team, you try and build, like, an environment where everyone's welcome and what, you know, you want everyone to be involved. Mm. You, we can offer that. We can't offer the wages that they'll earn. Mm-hmm. Um, and if they can, if they want to choose the wages, they'll take it. Yeah. You know what I mean? They'll, they're not yeah. going to get the the environment. Yeah. But they're gonna if they're looking at that, that's the uh, my belief is that they're just gonna choose that no matter what. Like, yeah, and it might be a, a point in time um, for them where they're just like, look, I'm gonna go for a year or two just to pay off my mm-hmm. my mortgage or get enough money so that I I can buy a house. Mm-hmm. You know, like so. Do you find like, that anything surprises these guys when they,
0: you know, not to bag out FIFA or anything because I, you know, it's 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 a good opportunity. But do you think that there's a bit of, like, the kids thinking... Well, I think when I say kids, like, the younger people, usually the ones that go, think it's going to be one thing and then they realise it's something different. Like, do you get any of that feedback?
1: No. Nah, I, I, once they go, I generally don't... Like, one of the lads I'm good mates with that's gone, um, I was devastated when he left. Um, but, like, I, I spoke with him the other week and he let me know that um, uh, he was giving me... A bit of grief that Port were going to beat Geelong, and then we beat um, a Geelong supporter, and then Geelong okay. beat Port, so we had a good yarn. But he's enjoying it. Like I, I don't, I don't know. I know that he didn't know what to expect when he got there. Mm. So, but he's enjoying it still, and he's been there for you know twelve months. So yeah, okay, yeah. I don't know. It's one of those things. I think it's um, yeah. It's a different. It's just a different game. But I, I also think that once people get into it, they find it hard to get out of it.
0: Yeah, because their lifestyle matches their. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They
1: suddenly have like the best utes and jet skis, and yeah. You know, yeah, when they yeah, realize, shit, I've got to,
0: I'm stuck in this job now because yeah. I've got a certain lifestyle I need to keep up. Is that what you mean? Yeah. 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 And
1: some of them are generally hard workers like this. So you can't yeah. take away from the fact that they do long days and they work hard when 100%. they're there. Mm-hmm. Um, but they'll work hard for two weeks and they'll come home for a week and have a good week off and where they get to go and enjoy the jet ski or, mm. um, you know, pub hop every night with catching up with mates and stuff like that and it does uh, yeah guys that I know I think that they've ended up doing it for probably longer than they expected because of the the balance of being able to come back mm-hmm. and you know earn half yeah half of what they're getting away yeah, so yep. yeah okay now you, you you're big on the
0: into the ev space mm. can you just touch on that a little bit for me because I have a follow-up question I'd like to ask which coming from a plumber i don't know if this question is going to work or not because it might not make sense but it works in my mind but can you touch on you know what you what you guys are doing in the ev space and you know who you're working with because you've got a huge collab if you don't mind to yeah talk about that
1: yeah yeah so um yeah some pretty new uh dominic my wife came and did six months with us earlier this year she came to me with this idea about electric vehicle charging and i Brushed it off. Oh, no, that's that's nah, no. Nah. Anyway, she talked me into it. Um, as I started getting more and more invested and involved in it, I, I really started enjoying the space. It's like a new space. It's mm, it's cool. It's something I didn't know much about. I mean, when you talk about EV charging, it's 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 essentially a glorified PowerPoint. Yeah, but there's so much more to it than, um. You know, whether it's uh, load management, charging, um, uh, you know, uh, power supplies, like, Uh yes, at homes it can be quite simple. Uh But once you start doing it commercially, it's a bit of a different game, whether it's like doing DC where you can do ultra fast charging, charge your car in 20 minutes, you know, like. Yeah. Different ball game, you know. Mm-hmm. We're not running a small little, you know, six mil twin and earth or whatever we're talking. Buzzbar. Well, with like XLP cables, like big big cable runs from transformers, like it's yeah, regional. Um mm-hmm. so we've sort of adapted into that space. We um we didn't really know how to get in and break in. So um we could see the RAA was doing quite a bit with the network that's being rolled out. Yep. So, we wanted to um, try and work with them, um, which we didn't get on straight away. We, we, you know, we, um, I guess we were learning more and we were probably a bit off the pace on what they needed, mm-hmm. um, which we then eventually broke, broke in and, and now doing quite a bit of work with them, um, councils, uh, whether it's um, depot, Yep. Charging... Yep. Um, charging
0: LDV utes.
1: Yeah, yeah. They, and they've got... Uh, I mean, and even, you know, not similar, but, you know, they've got... Some of them are branching into electric mowers and that so, sort yep. of space as well. So they're still... Re- they're really trying to um, pull away from the um, fuel vehicles and, mm-hmm. and move into every sort of space of electric. Okay. Um So... Yeah, uh, like I I guess it's we're only probably just starting to touch touch it now. We've got two guys that are dedicated just to that space, Um, and look, we're trying to we're trying to evolve it more within within the team, and um, and and like I guess what we can do because um, there's yeah, like I said, there's more than just being able to run a cable and put a charger on the end of it. Yeah, so we're doing training where. we're just trying, I'm just trying to learn as much as I can in that space as mm-hmm. possible to keep it growing. Yeah,
0: that's huge because from my, like, we've been trying to crack into RA, we do a lot of work for RA, but indirectly. Yeah. Um, and I've been trying to crack that nut for a while get getting to, because getting to RA because personally, I feel like that's why I reckon it's just so awesome what you're doing is because I, I, speaking about brands like RA to me is like the quintessential South Australian brand. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So I've always wanted to work for RA Direct. Yeah. So I think Definitely. you doing that is just absolutely massive. So my question that I was going to get to is um, I I hear a lot of talk about people saying like really talking really negatively about electric vehicles because they say like our power network can't mm. um, like just can't deal with the all that extra load and all that that's going to happen. Like can you touch on that for me and – is that a thing? Because I'm hearing a lot of oh, you know, you hear a lot of people speak negatively about that.
1: It's a thing. It is a thing. But you know, there's provisions and there's planning that's going into it. And I know SA Power Networks are doing a lot in that space. Um, so you know, the I guess the states being quite, uh, they're on the forefront of it. They're they're trying to to progress mm. with it. It's a it's a big beast. Like, what's the it? worry?
0: What's what's essentially oh, if you could that, make it simplify it that
1: like you know blow, try and use too much power. Transformers go lose power to your okay. properties. You know, like because it's uh, all of a sudden, like they're just going to have charging cars that just weren't even there before. Like, just is it, it comes down to load? Does it? That and that's of the load management side is quite critical because, um, especially like even for homes, right? You always give the people as quite a simple explanation that I understand and like. So, so, say, say a general house has sixty-three amps.
0: Mm -hmm. single phase, Mm
1: -hmm. and you've got a charger that's 32 amps, single phase. You've got an oven that's 32 amps, single phase, so 64 amps already. Mm. You've got an air con that might be 20 amps, so that's 84 amps. So if you get home at 6 p.m., someone's come and put in your charger and hasn't bothered to talk to you or educate you on load management, I'm going to plug my car in. Bang, your car doesn't have, the the charger doesn't have load management and it's going to try and draw full power. Yeah. You go to turn your heater on because the house is cold. Mm -hmm. You then go to turn your oven to cook dinner. Yeah. Bang, your power goes. Lose power to your whole house. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, and from an electrician, it's, it's an easy fix to say, oh, well, the power's gone, I'm going to unplug one thing and stop doing something else. Yeah. But what if you then need to go out at, you know, seven thirty to um pick the kids up from sport or something like that. Mm. Cars trying to charge on oh, no. a charge they call it charge anxiety. Yeah. Because apparently it's a real thing. I don't have an E V yet yeah, because I'm is. waiting for that space to suit me a bit better. But yeah, you know, the 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 charge anxiety which you might know about is, is it's it, it's a real thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. like shit. Like, don't Definitely have, don't have a petrol station and OTR in every corner do we? So yeah. So it's just at least what we try and do and educate is the fact that yes, you can come home and do all those but if you get a charger with some load management side of things, it might just charge at 10 amps yeah. and allow everything else to still work the way you need it to in your house yep. because it, it, it learns or it's understanding how much power everything else in your house is trying to draw mm-hmm. to minimise your car and you can plug it in You can set it to start charging at 10pm if you wanted it to. So you do it overnight, try and get some off-peak charging or whatever you Mm -hmm. want to try and do. So, yeah, there's a bit more to it than just, uh, I guess, it being a glorified PowerPoint and that's the space that we're trying to educate people on. And um, I just I hate to see this big space evolve and people just jump on board and... Just go and sell it to people without educating yep. someone, and then causing more issues. Yeah, because it could happen.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess touching on that sort of stuff, I'd like to get your personal view on like, um, you know, I guess we're going to the twenty, you know, the twenty fifty net zero emissions, all these mm. sort of things that are happening. And I'd like to know what, what from your point of view, what you think like the future landscape of the electrical trade looks like in regards to you know, is there any trends or technology that's coming out that you think is going to be really important, that there's going to be big opportunities in moving forward, like in regards to trying to get our power consumption
1: down? Um, I reckon, I mean, I don't know yet, but like solar and batteries, obviously, mm-hmm. a way that we can try and take off the grid. So... Um, and I'm doing this now at my place where we can we're putting on solar panels and then we're gonna also add in batteries in the next couple of months. Yeah. So that my usage from the grid to the house is almost not existent because mm-hmm. what I'm using, what my house is pulling through the solar panels during the day is stored in a battery. Yeah. So then the battery can about and we can use everything so it minimizes the amount of power that's being drawn from you know sapn's grid to mm-hmm. each individual so yeah i don't, I don't know we're like we're, where people will push things like whether we can go you know whether some rebates will be offered where people can buy a solar and battery package like you you could a few years back um but they've taken that away now mm-hmm. but will they will it be brought back in so that it offers more people like you and me an opportunity to do that mm-hmm. which then takes some strain off SA power's yeah. our Power networks network yeah to um allow things like this to come in you know yeah. can can the car battery now become part your house battery yeah where you can use it different ways so there's mm-hmm. there's things that I've heard about but don't know about fully yet mm-hmm. Um, but like, I just think that in the next two to three years, this space is going to develop a huge amount. And that's one reason why I haven't invested myself into an EV just yet. Yeah, Because I feel like that the development will be, um, will yeah. We're
0: waiting to see how it plays out a bit.
1: Yeah. Um, so is the battery at the point,
0: the tech and the, investment starting to get more toward to the point where it's viable because i know that when they first came out the talk was like oh like the the batteries are just too expensive and the technology's not quite there yet for me to even get the return on investment
1: i think it's improved a fair bit yeah i think so yeah um i I think it is and that but that's and that's why I, i think that it's still a bit more space to go generally not like individually with car brands and whatnot i think everyone's sort of starting to roll out more and more options in the ev car space Mm -hmm. um but i mean yeah like i said tesla led the way everyone's catching up slowly um there's a few that are probably on par with it now yep um doesn't help you and me in the trade industry yet because we're just we're not there yet and what they do have we wouldn't be able to carry the weight and stop and charge and be yeah. able to bill someone for it yeah yeah you know we need to get we need to be able to get 600 k's out of a day and be yeah. able to tow a trailer and a ton of material in the back and mm-hmm. to be able to make it worth it for the trades but and 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 you know that is that is a big space is that um what's the wording they use it's um i guess commercially the amount of vehicles that are on the road that are Trade vehicles, freight, courier type companies. Why? if they could getting on the net the net zero um, topic? You know, like if the country could find or someone could find a way that the country could reduce the amount of commercial vehicles and into and have them as electric vehicles or trucks or buses, and mm. that'd be a huge path forward to the net zero for sure yep.
0: yeah yeah i guess i'd
1: just, yeah changing that from the
0: the batteries and everything have you, have you had any like big business learnings or personal mindset shifts over the years that have resulted in big gains for you um, um ways you think about things or yeah you know what i mean um like one of mine was like self-limiting beliefs that i didn't even realize i had and then yeah. i got over them and then made
1: big gains yeah, I'm probably still working on that one, I reckon. But I think I think the biggest thing that I did was um, when my second child was, I think my second son was born, I remember just working like how the hell am I going to keep doing what I'm doing without making some change within the business. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, you got your baby, you want to be involved, you want to do a lot, and but it's probably more powerful to be able to Put someone in a position to take control and and let them so, let them run with things. So you know, I I, I made a couple of changes, Brad and Matt, um, into more senior roles mm-hmm. and looking after a team rather than me looking after everything. Yeah, was definitely a big um, step forward for us. So, you know, you want to try and be able to see, well, you think that you might be able to do everything, but yeah, you. I felt that I couldn't do it well, and and when I could, when I was still doing it, other things mm-hmm. suffered. So, mm-hmm. um, and that was, you know, generally the family yeah. and um, and whatnot. So, that was like one big thing that I, I've probably worked through. Um, and you know, with Matt and Brad are both doing brilliant now. Um, um I, don't know, I, think, I think like. Always been pretty um, try to be pretty modest and like and but like also start to not really care about what other people think because mm-hmm. sometimes you you know you you get concerned about what other people are saying and and you know all that side of things so I just, but now I've sort of just let go of that and just yeah pretty happy with what we're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, and not what other people think. So you're yeah, staying in your lane, and you're all sweet with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So wow. Right. Um,
0: yeah. What um? So what does a typical day look like for you now? Oh, so um, Brad and Matt are doing a fair bit more. But, yeah. So yeah. Um, what does a managing director of a 32-person company <laughs>
1: do? Well, not a lot. <laughs> More thinking. I feed feed the sheep and goats. Oh, and nah. Who's not going to want to hear that? Nah, nah <laughs> they know it. They send them photos. Nah, I, I, to be honest, like that's one thing that I've, I've really worked on is a routine um, because Matt and Brad look after a lot of the team um, but I, you know, still need to be able to keep focused on the business and, and it's a part of learning. and You know, now I'm not worrying about that project and when it starts and getting things organised, I'm worried about the business and how things how the project's team and the service team are running. Yeah. So I guess I, I, I get up. I, I normally I've been listening to this um, this audio book called The Five A.M. Club. Oh, you've yeah, heard of it? Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's got some things in there that you know really makes you think. Um, and so yeah, five a.m. That's the latest I get up now. And mm-hmm. um, if I'm not if I haven't. My, Brain hasn't woken myself up earlier. The alarm's up at five. I get up. I go and do. So one thing in the book is about, it's called the 2020-20 rule. And it's 20 minutes of exercise, 20 minutes of learning, and 20 minutes of something for yourself. So I try and focus on that for the first part of getting up, whether that's going to the gym, um, Uh, listening to another part of an audio book or or just literally sitting down and having a coffee. Yeah. So like this morning, I got up, went to the gym, sat down, listened to a book and then while I had a coffee. Mm -hmm. So that did that, went into the office, got into my uh, routine of 100 million things happening Um, and, yeah, you know, then I'll... See out the day, normally about 4, 4.30, I go grab the kids, mm-hmm. grab the kids, go home, um, dinner, get dinner ready for them, into their pyjamas, get them into bed by 7. Yeah. And normally pretty tired by 7.30.
0: <laughs> yeah, or well, 5 a.m., Yeah,
1: and um, I put myself to bed around between 8 and 9. Okay. So I go to bed. Um, Do a wee brush of teeth and yep, go to bed. that's the routine. Um, <laughs> okay. Shower. Uh, brush the teeth straight to bed no um no I uh, you know I, I no phone no TV sort of mm-hmm. yeah, sort of just try and try and go to sleep so yeah and then do it again it's pretty it's it, that's it you know Monday to Friday it's pretty similar mm-hmm. just whether I go to the gym or go you know for a walk or um yeah go out and see the animals at home and stuff like that so hey, so I you, you sort of I might, what I'd be right in saying with
0: Matt and Brad are sort of sorting the operations side yeah. of things, and you see, you're not heavily involved in knowing about every job. Yep. Okay. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point to be at. Yeah. Yeah. It takes um, a long time
1: to get there, but when you do, it, it's like, wow. Yeah. Yeah, and and that's you know one big added of strength to the business really. So. Yeah. Um, you know, Matt and Brad are really good as well with with the customers. Have spent enough time in the business to sort of learn about how we do it. So they mm. you know stepped up and and they've got a really good support with um. You know, Zara and Tori, um, yeah, doing a lot of the scheduling and administration mm-hmm. sort of work. So it really allows the Matt and Brad to really focus on, you know, technically, um, making sure the technical side of things done, mm-hmm. organising the guys, efficiencies, that sort of thing. So
0: yeah, so yeah, yeah. So in hindsight, we'll wrap up soon, mate. In in hindsight, is there anything you would have done differently in your business journey? So always easy to look back in hindsight i know that but especially earlier on maybe is there any mistakes you made that
1: no nah, to be honest no no nah, i'm like no nah, no nah, there isn't i i've learned i've made mistakes and i've learned from them and got better from it like mm-hmm. the, the personally i've made mistakes and i've learned from it and been able to get stronger mm-hmm. um, and as a business made mistakes and got better from it you know so no, not at all. I think it just it makes us who we are today, and um, I you know I really love what we've got, I really, really do. And you know, I've, I'll be honest, I've had times when I've been over it and haven't wanted to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, now like the where we're at, we've got good clients, good team, good workload, you know, and um, it's just a good place to be. So yeah. It's just I just yeah, I, I wouldn't change anything. Sick. Yeah. What
0: When you have those, because everyone, I think uh, one of the misconceptions is that when people think when you're like a managing director of a business, you know, I think one of the pressures I feel was like, you always have to be on, mm. you know, even if you're not having a great day mm. and everyone thinks that you have a great day every day, but they don't realize that you're still human. Yeah. So how do you get through those? Do you ever have, you know I'm sure you do have those bad days. What do you do to bounce back from them or?
1: Yeah, oh, look, yeah, you definitely have those days. Um, you know, you, you, you get frustrated. You get. Um, I, I tend, sometimes it's you know it's hard it's hard to hide it, mm. um, and I try not to. I try definitely try not to let the team see if I'm frustrated at certain things or, or whatever. So, if I do find it, I, I do go and do something for myself. If I, yep. I I I need to ch- change my mindset and like you know like I've touched on I I I love my animals at home yeah and they're like my the funniest story but the goat is like yep. my dog yep. and um he, he he's so I'll go on – um What's you his know name? Tonto. Tonto. yeah kill yeah, it. yeah. <laughs> um but I'll go and you know take myself away and it's quiet at home so I'll go and you know chill out with them or I'll go to the sauna at the gym. Mm-hmm. and just sit in there and just try and, you know, almost yeah. zone out a bit and and refresh.
0: Yeah. Sometimes you've got to just remove yourself from the environment, I think, isn't it? And just Yeah. You
1: know. I, one thing that I think has been really good and I think the team would probably agree is I work from home a few days a week. Yeah. So that allows me not to be in it all the time. Mm. And, you know, it's so hard sometimes to not hear that there's a problem. Yeah. Um, and, like, there's no way I could sit here and say there's never a problem. There's always problems. Mm. Um, and whether it's our problem or someone else's problem, like, we, we're there as a service provider to try and work through things, you mm-hmm. know. So, um, I yeah, I basically will try and um, work from home just so I, I do remove myself from that space. You know, we've got enough software and enough, you know, communication points where it doesn't actually affect how we operate. Yep um Tori and Matt are working from home today um you know I'm um I'm here I'm mm-hmm. gonna I'll go back to the office but you know we'll just you yeah, it's, it's just yeah just being able to remove myself allows me to yeah be pretty level-headed most of the time There, I think
0: it empowers the staff as well as what I've found is like when you say you're not there to hear about every problem well that if you don't know about the problem you can't fix it either yeah. so then they're empowered to fix it yeah I think that that's been a good game we've had as well was like just knowing that i'm not the person who fixes every problem yeah. anymore. If yeah. got a problem you can fix it, i'm not here. Yeah. You know?
1: You don't get that. Hey Matt. Yeah, and that's yeah. i
0: guess that all ties back to getting out of the operations which is so important yeah. isn't it because with it when you're in the like, what I'd say like fighting fires every day, you, you just you, you just can't think big man. No. You can't you can't strategize, you can't think past your day basically. Yeah. So everything i think that's everything so. changes when you can get out of the operations personally.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, no, you spot on, hundred percent, and that, and I even say it to so Bridies, who's like my support. She, um, she's all like, are you coming in today? And I'm like, no, I'm not. Yeah. But She also knows that when I'm at home, I'm, I'm way more creative, way more focused, way more. I'll, I'll get more done.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: So yeah, it's definitely um, you're right. Empowering people and is is massive and like we're starting to do it, we've got two managers but we're trying to empower our supervisors now so that they can, you know, yeah. start to so that Brad doesn't have to solve every yep. issue, you know. Well, you're on that site, you can see it, let's, you know, you work through it mm-hmm. and yeah. if there's something that you just can't work out, like mm-hmm. that, it was- goes up the chain. And yeah. That, yeah, yeah, we've sort of like got a triage system almost yeah you know, there's steps before you just call the manager. Because mm-hmm. if we get, you know, like we got 10 guys calling Brad, like, yeah, what's he got? Yeah, on, on every job?
0: Yeah, And if you make it too easy for them, they'll do what's easy, yeah. like, you know, and always call. So yeah, they just right. can't physically take the calls and mm. be in it that much. So, yeah. what about um last two questions, future direction of the business? And I guess personally as well, where, do you see the business what's the goals for yourself and ielectrical on communications
1: yeah um so i guess i electrical we, we really want to we're still we're pushing forward um with the service team big time Like wow, that's 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 been a big focus of ours our projects team is very consistent um very consistent with the workload um so you know we, we've get we've, we've keeping that in a place which is comfortable for the business sort of thing. Mm-hmm. We don't need to grow that ext- uh, a huge amount because it's just not needed. Whereas the service, you know, with these new opportunities, with new clients, there's a huge, it's like it's mm-hmm. opened up this massive web of opportunity, essentially. So yep. there's a big focus on that um, and, and trying to develop that um, more, uh, yeah. more guys if we can find them. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, that's, that's a big focus for, for, for myself and Brad at the moment. Yeah. Um, same with the EV stuff. So, you know, we've, like I said, we've just really touched on it. Mm-hmm. We're just going to keep trying to, um, develop that from an installer point of view. And then we, we want to be able to talk, turn an installation into management as well, where we can, Maintain those sites and make sure that they're operational because they're an income source for people. Yep. So, um, you know, yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. Personally, I mean, like, do you, for instance,
0: like, do you want to be able to take a month off, or you know, like, from a personal perspective, yeah. anything like related around business?
1: No, I mean, I. That's where I'm pretty lucky now. That if I needed time off, like, I can do that. Mm-hmm. um i that's not luck man that's hard work yeah but i've got a have got a team that supports that mm-hmm. you know and as a i'm sure you feel it but you get you can get some guilt sometimes where it's yeah. like oh if i'm gonna go take a month off like i feel guilty 100%. i'm not there for it. one but. day i feel what yeah mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. when i talk about luck it's more like yeah i've worked hard to Get things to where they are, but I've also got a team that fully supports that and sees that. So if I do work from home, or if I do send them a photo of me and the goat, you know, yeah. like Tonto, Tonto, they, um, <laughs> they, they love it, yeah, yeah, and they, they understand, understand it. it. They don't, they don't. Like, oh, Matt's never here. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, where some massive. people can do that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, look, I mean, family is a big part of where I'm at right now. Two and five. Um, yeah, they're growing so much and you know you, you've seen it it's just they they just change every day mm. um so I'm really enjoying that Ashton's getting into kick and tennis and yeah I don't know why tennis I was hoping golf but oh, it's busy isn't it at this point yeah so <laughs> yeah and um yeah so that I mean and the other thing is I, I personally I want to keep progressing in the EV side of things um what that looks like I don't know yet um, but i'm just trying to learn more and more about it rather than mm-hmm. just potentially just being an installer but i'd like to yeah yeah you know, see see how far that space goes and mm-hmm. yeah
0: keller have, mm. and finally have you got any advice because obviously on the podcast and socials we have a lot of you know young kids starting apprenticeships not not necessarily electrical but it's totally transferable do you have any mm. advice to young aspiring? well i would say you know tradies and but also business owners anything that comes to mind that you think is really important for them to know that's been oh big for
1: you yeah um look I, I still say it to my team now It's just customer service and communication you know from a business point of view like you just everyone we speak to mm. they're you know they're just looking for that um i think if they I would also say like don't give up opportunities, take your opportunities. Um because you don't know where that develops. You yeah. Know? So Yeah. Um I did one great example. I took on this house. Um, it was an absolute bomb site. Like it and it wasn't because of the client or anything, it's just that the house was old as yes. walked in there. You know, probably three months in and now – and the client's now our biggest builder. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you never know, do you? Yeah. So, you know, you'd walk in on things going, oh, but opportunities come and some won't progress any further, but some will take you to the next level. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, be interested. It's a lot of things I say when we do all our um, reviews with our young apprentices is, um, you know, be interested. Like, want to know what you're doing. Don't yeah. just – Hey mate, grab the ladder. Mm. Like bring the ladder back if you do if that's what you've been asked. And, and but ask why you're doing that. What what is going on? Try yeah. and understand things, not don't just yeah. Don't just, you know, just hover around and not get what you're doing. Try and mm. try and get as much as out of every day as you can. Yep. So that's yeah, that's yeah. probably the things I'd say. Just, Thank you, mate. Mm.
0: Thanks a lot for coming on. I really appreciate it. And you're someone I really look up to. So it means a lot that you'd come on and um Appreciate it, man. I've been waiting for the invite for ages. <laughs> no, yeah. <you> haven't. <laughs> Thanks, Legend. Cheers, mate. Cheers. Thanks for tuning in to another Plumify podcast. Make sure you follow us on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, LinkedIn, and all the usual podcast platforms.